Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars! We're here, live, in the Exford Winter Garden Room. Um, I always love that it's called something so elegant, considering the things that I've heard set up here. Um, and we just watched the Book of Boba Fett with all our Melbourne Star Wars friend fans, so uh, give yourselves a round of applause. I... I'm, I'm, I'm like in a state of shock because I did spend like about eight months of my life thinking I'd never do a live podcast again and it wasn't because I lost my voice or I didn't have Wi-Fi or anything. I just didn't think we'd be able to um, be together in a group and um, it, it's, it's just super cool to be here in Melbourne. Uh, I had fish and chips today. I had a potato cake. I had flake. I went swimming at Rosebud Pier. I, I, I went to the bar. Got a fucking VB. They ran out of VB. I said, give us a fucking Carlton. And I loved it. So life is good. And um, I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you guys watching new Star Wars content. So um, we, we, we should also um, observe the day which is uh, Diego Luna and Catherine Neen's birthday in the front row. Nino, who's... Um, I, I, I reserved a birthday seat. But, um, yeah, it is... Uh, I, it, like, I'm so stunned because I just watched that and that was awesome. But I'm also stunned that I'm here. So, um, yeah, good vibes. I'm feeling it. Happy to be here. And I thought, to start things off, we would hopefully find someone that's feeling it as much as me, for different reasons. What's up, buddy? All right, talk up, Hawes. You're, you're at the Exmouth Hotel. Hello, hello. Oh. Hey, see in the front row? That's Catherine Neen. It's her hey, birthday. Happy birthday, Catherine. Hi, Hey, um... Hello. So, for those that don't know, Hawes is like a Boba Fett guy. You know, he, ride or die, through the 80s, through the 90s, through the 2000s, and i got to say, the 2010s, they were a bit bumpy for you, Hawes, but this is your time, this is why we do it. Did you enjoy the first episode? I did. I did enjoy the first episode. I wasn't expecting most of it to be Boba Fett getting beat up in his pajamas. Well, that, that, that's like a metaphor for the last 20 years of you being a Boba Fett fan. It sure enough is, isn't it, buddy? Because you hear, oh, they're going to make a Boba Fett film, so you go to bed and dream, and then you wake up, and it's just a gappy stick to the head. 
drank pissed everywhere. Uh, or it did more than that, maybe. <laughs> Let's leave that for the dreams. But uh, so, are you a satisfied little Star Wars fan? Yeah, I wish I could see the next episode right now. Well, you can't, you greedy bastard. <laughs> uh, what was your highlight apart from uh, Max Rebo lives? Uh, well, that was going to be what I said was Max Rebo. I don't know about that whole sand cracking thing, but I liked Boba Fett beating it up. Oh, I was just, I, I couldn't believe that something so wacky just came out of the sand. I was just like giggling the whole time. I thought it was pretty neat, but uh, I like that. And I also really like, uh, I thought it was cool that they did the, the uh, episode two flashbacks at the beginning. Oh, that, that got a big pop here. We uh, got a little bit of, I, 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 I love the irony that like Daniel Logan's in it, but he didn't get to be in it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see they gave him the credit at least? Oh, okay, time. Um, all right. Well, um, I just, I just had to check in with you, buddy, because I knew uh, this was a special time. It is. Hey, you guys have a great time. Thanks for having me, buddy. And I hope you and everyone enjoys the irony that I flew here to do a podcast and then rang someone back in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. First guest, buddy. First guest. Hey, thanks, man. All right, well, um, happy, uh, I, I can't wait to listen to your little podcasts and all that good stuff, and uh, just happy Christmas to you, whores. Same to you guys, buddy. All right, later, beard. Whores Burkhardt, everyone. <laughs> this, this episode is just a technological... Uh, Dynamo. Um, let's uh, we'll, we'll get our. I, I, I can't. It's so quick to do it that I can't even process. All I know is that Max Rebo is playing his space piano somewhere, <laughs> and I was just. It's it, it's like being stuck in another country for a year and a half. You come back and you just see little things, and you're just so happy to see him. Uh, who, who, who could have known I would have been this happy to see Josh Chapman? It's just it's out of control. But here we are. Here we are. Um, let's get uh, our, our first guest up. He's uh, leaning casually at the uh, back of the bar. He's a great friend to me and you. It's comedian Jonathan Schuster. You can go there. Turn on the microphone. Hello, check. Um, yeah, I was a bit nervous to sit here, but um, dude, I was tested me? like two days ago. Yeah. Oh, not COVID, as in I, you know, as a, a normal Star Wars listener, I don't want to sit next to the the king, you know, <laughs> the, the guy who laughs at shit. I'm like, I guess that's something. <laughs> you see, like a little curly thing on a head, and he's like, "Yes!" Anyway, all right. Um, but thanks for having me. Loved it. Do you want to talk about it? What do we do? No, I want to talk about how your reason for not sitting near someone is their Star Wars knowledge. I feel like I should be there, and then you've got someone, and you're going like, "The zips off, so sick," and then I'm like, going like, "Oh, oh the yellow things, yeah." And then, um, but yeah, I can, yeah, we can chat about it. I loved it. I feel like the new stuff is 
much more suited for me. I'm getting into it. The so, new stuff compared to what's the old stuff to you? The movies. The very all the movies. Um, loved loved the um, the. Oh, this is gonna. I feel like when I talk about sport or Star Wars, I annoy people. But I, my favorite one was like episode. Oh God, like seven. Sorry. Um, but that was when I finally met you all, and you're like. In the cinema, and I got to feel it for the first time. And I was like, "This is sick!" And then I watched a few old ones, and I got into them. Haven't really watched the first three, and then I watched them number nine, and I was like, "Purple, don't get it." Um, and then none of us got it. Rogue One was sick. Oh, that that last scene with the guy going, Psh! that was sick. And then Mandalorian. Uh, it annoyed me for a while. I'm just trying to get up to date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian is like, you're doing shit. And then every few episodes, you're like, this is a droid that you might know. And then everyone's like, yes, I'm in. I was like, damn it, I know that droid. I'll watch the next one. And then last episode of the first season, that's when all the stormtroopers come. And you're like, oh, all right, I guess I'll watch the next season. <laughs> And then it gets to the end and you're like, all right, it's getting good. And then that amazing scene at the very end and you're like, all right, you got me. So this one, here we are. Thanks for listening. This one is like... I feel like you just belittled the last 40 years of my life. (laughs) But But this is good, right? Because this is like... Opens up with this, those sand guys with the orange eyes, and you're like, I know them. Racist. And you're like, they're not just drip feeding your bullshit Star Wars stuff. It's going, here's Star Wars. Then you got those weird, like, dudes with the, they look like robot punk things. They're sick. And they come in, and then those giant, like, frog dudes that are sick as well. And then you've seen, like, three people in a row. You've killed Jabba the Heart. And you're Did we watch the same show? <laughs> Yeah. What okay. We, what was the frog guy? The big two frog dudes who are like, you better not trust them. And just what? Because they're fat and they look like a frog? You should trust them. And then they save the day. I love... No, no, no. This is so rad. Because you're coming into it fresh and you're just like judging it how you see it. But like, they, they, like to the rest of us, they're green pigs. Ah. Yeah, the green pigs. What, what episode were they in? Were Return they in? of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Cool. And they were they all bad in that one? Well, they were bad guys. Yeah. They were just that. But th- this is, I feel like this is their redemption because now they're, like, because their, like, trait is loyalty, obviously. And now they're loyal to our guy. Like, when they were loyal to Jabba the Hutt, fuck that. Yeah. So they were Jabba the Hutt's dudes. Yeah. I'm coming in fresh, right? And I feel like. At the start, or even that slimy pit, that was that sandworm that he probably died in. The Sarlacc pit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, it's so annoying for everyone else, because I'm just like, is that the... But yeah, I loved it. I had lots of fun. Okay, I just want to... I want to do something, because you've hit something that I'm very confused about, so I'm going to invite someone else that might be able to help me out. But you stay there. You can stay there. Uh, Let's welcome to the stage uh, Josh Chapman, because I've got a question. Josh Chapman of Star Wars Spelt Out and Chapman's Cheapies. So weird. I've watched so many of these things from down there. And now I'm like, I've like made it when I'm up here. 
and all these people who are my friends are going, we paid money to see the guy we just talked to down there. Up Trust up. me, no one that's ever been on the Exford stage has made it, okay? <laughs> Why was there a stormtrooper in the Sarlacc pit? I was thinking the same thing. Like, I wanted Schuster, to were you sh- thinking that as well? Show me a Man, weak way. I, I, I didn't know it was Snarlax, but... Um... Is it just an unfortunate one who got chucked in ages before? I don't know. Did anyone? Does anyone have a, a theory just that, like... He was walking past one day. Has anyone got any backstory on that? He was there to investigate a ruckus at the Sarlacc pit and then, you know, got kicked in. He expected the Wu-Tang. I did like that the whole, like the Jawa, how the Jawas took it off him, that sort of fitted in with, like, the Aftermath books and yeah. um, Cobb Vanth and all that. But um, what, what was your, uh, how, how did you, I, I, I don't really think I've said my opinion. I, I thought it was really good, but I am, like... It was so much like setup that yeah. um, I feel like if I was at home, I'd be more like content. But like there, I'm just like, I oh, can't. Just, uh, just, just oh, I mean, I chuck it up for us. The, like the Baby Yoda esque reveal at the end. That was the stormtrooper in the silence. Yeah. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe they'll do some big kind of like some crazy twist at the end. But they didn't really do that. But no, I thought it was cool. Like uh, Max Rebo, he just got his like he just got a new band he's like Billy Corgan he just sacked the old band he just calls it the Max Rubin band with a bunch of different people I, I assume that music reference is hilarious yeah, but so um anybody gets that I wow he's like you to uh, you are to me yeah that's cool <laughs> why do you run this can show this can lose uh, sorry 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 right. sorry I um the end bit uh where he got bar- past the drink yeah, yeah. That that felt like a lot like when I got to the expert today, and I was like, "Oh, please, just give us the most like Melbourne beer you have. Like, yeah. just give us a VB." Like Tuscan bitter. Right? Yeah. yeah, TB. TB. Finally, hard earned first. first. Hey, so what was up? So on Tatooine, little pods of water grows under the sand. Is that what, Is that what they moisture farm for? I always thought it was the antennas, and they were sucking in the clouds. They just been like going through this convoluted process for generations to get water, and they just never bothered to look in the ground. Yeah, I don't. I don't I've got do you no think idea. That was the Lars Homestead when you first saw it. I, at, at first, and then and Schuster actually leaned over to me and said, "Is that Luke? Was that you that said that?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that Luke Skywalker's house, but it was square. But it seems like it's like a patterned. It's like Metricon. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Tatooine Springs. Yeah. <laughs> Local reference. Um, like, I like the idea that it's so alien that there is these little pods of water. Like, that's just like a really sweet sci-fi thing. Mm. When, when that dude from Mortal Kombat came out... I thought, like, He-Man. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was the lost He-Man figure. They must be some six-armed dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where's Freshman here? At first, I thought it was going to be, like, a crate dragon... And I was sort of like, oh, yeah, Crate Dragon again. And then when it came out and it was, like, the Minotaur or whatever, I was like, this is just batshit crazy. I, I was, I enjoyed the ride of just, like, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, Battle for Endor era. But it was you get that reference? Uh, I don't want to spoil the magic, but we had a technical hiccup, like, just before that happened. So we sort of had a little break and kicked back into the show. And then it was just like, oh, getting back into it, back into it. And then, like... Like a minute later that just happened and we were like whoa what happened are we watching the same thing it's just like 
That was crazy watching the most boring part of the whole show. They're just looking for water and sand, and then we had to watch it again. That was so annoying. <laughs> and then a six-armed cunt comes out of the sand, and you're like, oh, well, it's worth it. <laughs> and we went back just to make sure we yeah. Well, what happened to everyone that's listening at, at home um, or at work or on, on a commute? Um, like and subscribe. That um, there was an internet outage... Or, or something, we had to restart the computer midway through the uh, the water digging segment. I have to say, it was the calmest I've ever been during a technical hiccup during a podcast because I was just like, watched half of it. That's yeah. up until like that minute, my day's been so good. So I'll let I'll let Paul uh, hit refresh for a little while. Jonesy there on call. Oh, Jonesy. Let's hear it for Jonesy, everyone. Cool head. Let's get, let's get the Jonesy eye view. Let's, let's welcome um, technical master extraordinaire Paul Jones from the Geek Dude podcast. I hadn't seen Jonesy that cool since the, the laptop nearly went flat at Wrestle Rock and I was standing behind him and got kicked out and it was like the battery thing was flashing halfway through Wrestle Rock and Jonesy just very calmly went and I know, see, that's not the worst tech issue I've ever had in a show. We're doing a show in front of about 300 or so people. Oh, wait, wait, can I just, can I just, so there was a technical issue at the Chris Fresh affiliated Wrestle Rock? I believe so. Okay, good, I just want that marked down. I know, this was a tech issue also at the Chris Fresh affiliated MCW. First match going out, we've got Pyro, Ballyhoo, Lights, and my entire laptop crashes. So you've got 300 people all staring at me expecting me to fix it. All right. Well, how's that compared to 20 people staring at you expecting you to fix it? They're more important. Okay, great. Put the laptop over your head. What's Ballyhoo? I have no idea. It's Pyro, it's Ballyhoo, it's some wrestling shit. But I was going to say, you were mentioning the uh, six-arm. There was one in the 1989 He-Man called Sagittar. Picture that creature but as a man in a red helmet. Bright red. There's, yeah. Bright having, red helmet. Yeah, I was having some kind of He-Man flashback. Hey, Schuster, this, this is what nerds talk about all the time, mate. <laughs> um, it's great, and I'm glad I'm here. Um, but with um, He-Man and Star Wars, has there been a crossover before with the toys and stuff? Or you're just only I, Only in our playgrounds. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, what, what did you make of the whole thing, Jonesy? I reckon I was telling you um, off stage that they've done a lot of heavy lifting in this first episode. Because obviously, leading into this, everyone was kind of speculating, are we going to get this, maybe get this. First five minutes, you've got Boba punching his way out of the Sarlacc pit. And then he's sitting there strapped to a post while the uh, Tuscan babies poke him with a stick. The, the punch through the Sarlacc, because I didn't expect it to come... Like, away from the mouth. Yeah, away yeah. from the mouth. I always expected to... Like, if I was going to get out of a Sarlacc, and maybe this is why I never have, is I would go up, like, past the teeth. I'd go where I came from. There was no, like, um, special edition mouth either. Yeah, no beak. No maybe beak. they did that just to avoid the beak. But the, the cool thing about, like, this like this episode especially, and I go on about it all the time, is it, is it like... It hugged all the other episodes. Like it gave you like those peak, like the prequel props, and then yep. like Return of the Jedi. Like it, it sort of like how good was the smash sail barge? Just like oh, all didn't, the wreckage and stuff. Didn't see enough about that. I, I tell you, like the really weird thing I was thinking about was um, we about four years ago in Thanksgiving went to the Sarlacc pit, 
I went, I, like, I went to where they filmed it in Arizona and we found little bits of, like, foam of, like, from the Sarlacc and bits of, like, 2 by 4 from... They blew it up for real, didn't they? The set or bits of it. No, they didn't... No, they didn't blow up. That was a model that blew oh, up. Okay. But what they did, not very environmentally aware, was they sold as much of the wood as they could... And then that's in, there's three different houses in Yuma that are made from the sail barge. Cool. And but then the rest, they just pushed into a hole, and 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 put sand over it. So if you go to the right place in this sand dune, you can find bits of like two by four and bits of foam from the sarlacc. But when I watched it just then, and he punched out, reality like wasn't. Like, I wasn't thinking of reality. I was just thinking of my timeline. Um, that's pretty true to form. And I was like, oh, when I was there, he was still... He could have punched up at any moment. He was down there yeah. waiting to come up. So it must be quite wide because the mouth is there. Like, is he just... I was just... Because in my head, I always figured he'd just rock it out. And that would be the easy way out. But he sort of got some distance and kind of just burnt his way out. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure of the geography of it. Yeah, well, there was a video game trailer or something where he did jetpack out. I don't know what it was from, Battlefront or something? But um, I always thought he'd jetpack out. But the uh, just the fist, I, I felt it. I like that they did something sort of super ex- expected but well, gave like it a little rubby. surprising twist. Like all the fan film things I've seen, there's been a few of the like who've done that. Like They made their own Boba Fett fan films. A lot of them start with him coming out. And it's always just some dude in his homemade costume, pristine, with a little bit of skin colour. Like, well, he doesn't want to get it dirty. Yeah, exactly. And he's just come out, like, covered in crap, basically. Like, he's just got the guts all over him. I would say my most negative thought during it was when he was during when he was in the Sarlacc, it did look like a fan film. I don't know. Did I've just seen it so many times. So I think that... Like, the fact that he came out somewhere different... And he was grubby. Like, all right, I can separate. This is. A bit oh no! Boring. But when he was like, he woke up and he was like, oh, like in when team. he was in the throat, it just felt like. It felt like hentai. It felt like he was Whoa. just like. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, but I, I feel like I don't want to know that don't reference. Okay. Turn on your incognito browser. All right, a few people at the back get that too much, and I'll be steering clear of them for the rest of the night. Did he steal the oxygen from the? I bl- sucking on. Yeah, I think it was like something to give him a little bit of juice. Yeah. I I do think at some point they'll explain the stormtrooper because there's so many flashbacks and back and forths. Like yeah. it's 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 going to be super like like lost. Like I, like I'm looking forward to the edit of like in chronological like order. Yeah, 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 yeah. You reckon they'll do the um. But they'll do more flashbacks. It's almost like you said, like a lot of heavy lifting has been done. Like, do you reckon there's much more to? I I think it'll be a recurring theme that he's going to get into that into the pod. Like that's going to help us bounce back and forth. There, like, there's more flashbacks. Yep. I I I I, I guarantee Josh Chapman. Nice. Yeah, Jabba's palace was very clean. It's been Biff Fortuna must have hosed that place out. Something shocking after like Jabba was gone. It was yeah. like pristine. Getting to go to um, that other little restaurant, the Oasis, that gave me my Jabba's Palace like hit with like Rebo, and then the dude like there was like guitar there was like Struthers there yeah. little, on, on the guitar. Was... Would you like your helmet polished and serviced? 
Jones, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, that's what they said when they came in. We got oddly sexy Twi'lek action. What do you mean, Twi'leks are nothing bad? That's a whole... We not following Star Wars during the 90s? It was, it was that's just the hot first, Twi'leks in comments. That's good-looking man Twi'lek I've seen, though. It's normally, like, beautiful women, ugly blokes, like you're in Latvia or something. Like, it's... <laughs> he he felt very... I've been to Latvia. <laughs> I don't know. He... It was... I don't know. He was really, like, Star Trek character-esque. Like, he, was, he was just sort of like a dude on the street with some tentacles on his head. Like, yeah, he yeah. Star Wars, he just seemed like he was a guy. Yeah, I don't know. There was something weird. He needed, like, messed up teeth or something. I don't know. He... Sorry, can we stop for a second? Are we talking about the guy with the almost it looked like the blue thing from the fifth element who came and he's, like, charming? Yes. Yeah, he's the, sick. The, the, the mayor's little offsider. He was, like, really just, like, friendly, but I feel they're going to be terrifying later on. Uh, Jonesy, any other thoughts? Well, going back to what I was saying before about the uh, Tuscan babies, if Disney Plus have got any, any smarts, they need to do a Muppet Babies-esque cartoon about the Tuscan Ra- Raider babies. The catch is the exact same theme tune except sung in that particular type of tone. So you've got the classic Muppets baby theme with <laughs> license to print money. <laughs> all the droids, everyone. I can't mean that's all I was hoping for. Thank you. Good night. Um, Paul, can you um, jolt us through a few um, bits of action here? All I can think about is Max Rebo. I was so happy that Max Rebo lived. And it was obviously a guy in a suit too, which I loved, or a puppet. You know, like it wasn't a... You, you could see the creases on the arms and everything. Like, great. The... The... Um, I like the, the like little things, like just like the Rodian, like the captive Rodian's fingers, and it had the little mm. spongy things did on the end. Did you drop a Slimo in there as well? I did. <laughs> I did. See, that's the prequels. Like... Yeah. Oh, look at him. Look at Rebo. Like, and he's even got, like... Is it Rebo? Is it another... Do you, what do you guys reckon? Do you reckon it's Max Rebo or do you reckon it's someone else? Female. It's a female. Yeah. And why do you... How do you know it's a female, Blake? It's different. Like, it's the ears and everything. It's different. So the eyes. I love, like... I only had a Star Wars podcast, like... It's. I can tell by the blue elephant's ears. It's a female. No, no, no. It's the eyes. It's the eyes here. His piano looks smaller as well. He's gone sort of Murph in the Magic tones after the Blues Brothers break up. That he's just sort of working in a lounge bar with a smaller band. And 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 this the Bith with the guitar. He absolutely ripped it up. He shreds. He's real good. I um. Are they? similar to the same people from the famous cantina scene. They look similar. Very good, Schuster. Well, the Bith, um, he's, like, normally they're in the cantina band by themselves and then Max Rebo over there, or Maxine Rebo, if you will, (laughs) maybe a lady, um, he was in Jabba's Palace with different um, other musicians. Oh so, yeah. So it's it's it like um, it's like a super group. It is a super group. Uh, yeah. It was the Max and Rebo you're band jerking off like it's like uh, them crooked vultures. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Again, I don't get that music yeah. reference, but um, here we I are. Got it. I got it. 
friends were made. Hey, um, how about we welcome up the uh, the birthday girl herself, Catherine. Hello. All right. Happy birthday. Catherine, without mentioning Diego Luna, what did you think of uh, this episode of The Book of Boba Fett? I really enjoyed it. Like, it's just super fun. Um, yeah, the six-armed creature terrorising that poor little doggy. Um, I was very worried for the dog, but it was great fun and... I did not expect that much flashbacks in the first episode. Yeah, it was great. It was great to see. Yeah, especially Attack of the Clones. I think there's a different shot in that. I think that close-up of the helmet... With the reflection. Yeah, is not from the film. I think that was a new... Either that's an older shot they put in that wasn't in the movie, or they've got a cute curly hair to, to, to do that. But isn't that. I think that's a new one. I have to double-check. They, yeah. they might even have like B-roll, yeah, yeah, alternate shots from um, the original footage, or or just a refilmed it. It did. It was very surreal to see because um, I was sort of thinking like maybe we'll see like bits of Return of the Jedi, and then bang, F two. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, but it was a really good way to start it off. Going up, this is who he is, where he came from, but Camino. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was a big pop. Um, do, do you think that was like... Was that new animation of Camino? I don't know. I'd have to go back and check it again. It looked good. I don't know whether it was 2002 CG or... I feel like it was new, but it just looked exactly the same, which is sort of to its credit. Yeah. They've, done, they've kind of balanced that quite well. Like When they did Mandalorian, they were sort of doing like the super battle droids in that flashback where it was like, oh, it's that thing I remember, but it just looks like... It's it's done being new technology and stuff. So, I mean, I really like the, the sort of trendy Tuscan Raiders. These are like sort of like the high-end Tuscan Raiders. They're a bit more tailored. They had sort of they weren't just sort of dudes in rags kicking around. I think they've been living a high life. Like they're the upper caste of the um, sand people the Ashland. Yeah, well, they're pouring water on the sand. They don't give a shit. <laughs> pouring one out. The, so did everyone think that was Luke Skywalker's house for like two seconds? Yeah. Yeah. No, because you said you said is that Owen Lars, and I'm like, five years after Return of the Jedi face, like. That, that is true. The old lady from. Uh, <laughs> it was square. Like I think they like made it like. It was like really smart design that they made it very similar with like that the dome and the dish but then they made the actual igloo like square shapes um, I liked how they like tacked like they were like this were just attacked without by the Nazis yeah so sick oh I thought like of the because it's because it's just been Christmas it was like the wet bandits oh yeah, yeah. and the wet bandits ironic name for Tatooine too being yeah. the wet bandits yeah. <laughs> really showing off how good you are in your job <laughs> we leave the taps running and everything we do not give a shit wow I just I just had so much home alone in the last week that these references are, are really hitting was that um, so is Moss Espa is that the city in episode one Moss Espa's the pod racing city yeah. so that's where Anakin 
grew up. It does not. It looks like a, the backwater in episode one, really. Yeah. Well, there was like theories that that how they had that shot of it in the canyon. That was where Annie, like where they used to have the pod race. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's going to. Like, that's where you want to live because at least there's a little bit of shade down. There. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, um, like in the Star Wars universe, like a rent's really expensive on the edge because you've got like a sweet view of like Mos Espa or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like that's like in where I live, like on the edge of the of the cliff. That's that's where you get your your top dollar. <laughs> what what other I, I particularly loved and I was sort of like anticipating it because like like when he was going to escape, I thought he was actually going to escape. And then I was like, Oh, I thought he was going to do something to earn the Tuscans respect. And then at the end he uh he did just that. I thought it was the the kid was the crux because he kinda doesn't kill him when he had the chance so I sort of you know, the kid kind of watches him get beaten up and I thought oh he'll let him go or something but it just seemed like he thought he was cool and wanted to antagonise him I suppose yeah I thought when he didn't kill him at night that that would sort of like I vouch for you yeah, almost like when they were beating him up he'd come out and go like no 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 like you didn't kill me like let him go but he's like no I'm just gonna like treat him even worse yeah I'm just gonna make him my personal water boy and just like slap him in the face a few times but um, I, I, I did like like that that shot at the end where he was like on the back of the Minotaur or whatever yeah. that thing was. That fantastic shot, just riding his creature that maybe next Yeah, someone will come on with something. Just riding it, like holiday special vibe almost. Bob Effects riding the um, dinosaur. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about when he um, uh, got out of the tank and just, like, hey, I'm flesh and blood like anyone else. But when uh, Tamira got out of the tank and just his broad chest, I was like, what a man. Working pretty well. He was like, looking very sort of smooth and... Very defined. Never notice how defined his teeth are as well. Did anybody like? He's just like, wow, he must have got his teeth done for the show or something. Like, really? I don't know. Like, it really seemed like he just had these big choppers going on. That was sort of, I don't know. I kept looking at it. Maybe, yeah, maybe just me. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, his nipples are far apart, and for good reason. (laughs) Yeah. And you're checking out his dental work. Good molars. Yeah, it's like done well. (laughs) The um. Yeah, he. It, it's weird that like Boba Fett like had this mysterious John Wayne mystique and stuff, and it just turns out his like personality is just Tamira Morrison in space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot. I mean, it has stripped the mystique. Like the mystique is pretty much gone from him. And now. that's what, another thing I love about this is the Mandalorian. There's so many times we're like, I might take my helmet off. Actually, I won't. And you're like, ah, they're teasing you the whole time. And this first. First man, he takes it off. I'm like, good. We know what you look like. It's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah. 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 Mandalorian was she's, like, they're just teasing you. She's the treat Star Wars like a strip club. Yeah, I do. <laughs> just give me, just get straight to the I won't say. Um, but, um, 
Uh, uh, Jonesy, whip, whip us through a few uh, a bit of action. I, I had one note on my phone that said Boston Dynamics because there was one animal that was a bit like um, Boston Dynamicy. Yeah. What's yeah. Boston Dynamics? You know those robot videos you see that come up on YouTube and they're like kicking this, and it's just going like, and it comes back up again and they're just trying to knock over. It's like there's a Boston Dynamics robot in here. The droid that looks like a dog. Yeah. That's way better. Oh, is that the ones that were dressing him up? No. Oh, they're the ones that were in the street when he was sort of walking yeah, down. Yeah, around. Yeah, gotcha. I have no idea what you're talking about, Shoestar. You've, you've never heard of Boston Dynamics. Is there one person that has no idea what this is about in the audience? Sucked in, dog. <laughs> Star loser. Get with the times, old man. You had a kid. You're too busy playing... Nursery rhymes or whatever. Watching Bluey. <laughs> I'll show you Boston though. What? Okay. He's gone for the good life now, though, hasn't he? Like, he, you know, he's a guy who was living, essentially living in his car, a working man, and then he's got a bit of power. He's got, like, the personal spa. He's got the droids putting his own gear on. He's living in the penthouse. Yeah, I, I sort of thought for a little bit, like... Like when the that dude came the the um like on behalf of the mayor yeah. and was like or the mayor whatever um and was sort of like oh you give us money and they're going back and like they're like oh he wants money from us yeah I, I sort of thought that was just like on the edge of too much comedy like and they sort of seemed like a real joke those two for a, for a couple seconds but yeah. then it sort of like tore it back in but like just like his motivations the thing that's kind of obviously not quite sure is he, does he just always want to be the big dog or is there sort of more behind it as it, a means to an end or yeah like when he would sort of say but I'm the crime lord like it seems sort of like he'd just like he I'm going to really be the crime he doesn't really know what that means yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's really good and then when he went to see Jessica Biel and like in the Oasis or whatever I was like is she going to give him money or is she going to like blow him off? But then she treated him with respect. Yeah. And, and, and he got the, the helmet through. It's almost just like imagining what he thinks a rich person does or what he thinks that ambition should be. Like maybe because he, his dad wasn't around all his life or something. Well, like I always think of, of, of Homer Simpson when he imagines he's the godfather and he like covered in gold. Oh no, he's walking down the street. And he goes, that's a nicer donut. And then he wakes up and he goes, mmm, organised crime. (laughs) But, um... With Fennec Shan, she was a bounty hunter in the Bad Batch era. I'm looking at Josh. Yeah. Yeah, so she was like, during, just after the prequel, she was a like a new bounty hunter, but she's always in the storyline sort of worked that we know of sort of being a bounty hunter for someone like good sort of thing. So, and then she, she was on the run in Mandalorian season one, episode five, the gunslinger, the debut of uh, Toro Calacan. And she got shot in the gut and then Boba Fett brought her back to life in the, in the next one, in season two. Do you think she's got a sort of ulterior motive 
going on? You think she's biding her time? I, I'd be really upset if, like, she did a heel turn. Like, I, I sort of like that they're a team and they're sort of bad, but they're loyal to each other. Like, I sort of... I, I, I like the perceived code of the criminal that Boba Fett has. So, yeah. I, I'd be... I'd be really upset if um, she sort of turned heel and did a, a heel turn. What do you think, Catherine? I did like when she finally cornered those two guys in red who don't know who sent them yet. She decided only need one of you, kick one off the edge. <laughs> I, I love the, the push over the edge. And then uh, how about you answer some questions, buddy? Yep. Oh, man. So good. So good. I like, yeah, they were doing a bit of... Um, uh, ah, cool. Like um, the Casino Royale. Ah. The first death came in there. Let me ask this. And if anyone... I, there's shots of the Slave One moving across Tatooine. There's a shot of them looking at the Slave One, like in the trailers. Yep. Oh, there was the bikes as well. There, there, so there is a few yeah. things... That we've seen the in the trailer was that it was only, all the trailer was the first ten minutes, and then I mean I've avoided the TV spots the last couple, so I haven't seen a few things. But there was definitely things in those early trailers that wasn't there. So yeah, they lied to us again. The feast, yeah, even oh yeah, yeah the feast wasn't there. Yeah. And there was a lot of um, lines that were in the trailer. There was just Boba Fett talking to Fennec Shan. Oh, and there was the Hammerhead. He's not. Which I presume the Hammerhead's going to be the mayor, do you think? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It was just weird because it kind of ended, correct me if I'm wrong, it ended on the end of the flashback too and not in the... Because they kind of put him in the pod and he does the flashback. Yeah. And they end on... The, the flashback's kind of the end of the episode as opposed to back in the... Because I, I was kind of waiting, like I said, I was waiting for that sort of uh, moment of just like, you know, like I like... Don't get me wrong, it was great. You know, like Mandalorian had, had that, that bomb that had dropped... I didn't kind of do that, so I guess he can end on a flashback. Yeah, I like in the flashbacks. To their credit, like in, in like when they were having like the the Sarlacc pit flashbacks and stuff, and the the sand person flashbacks, I was really involved in that time rather than thinking it was a flash. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't thinking like, well, flashback to the present sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I got, I, I completely forgot my timelines like when they took the helmet off the Jawas did I went oh he looks the same like I thought they were going to like youngify him and I'm going oh no that was only like five years earlier he would look pretty much exactly the same like I, I was expecting him to have like a full head of hair and all that sort of thing I was expecting sort of young Attack of the Clones era I don't know why I just oh. in my head I just kept thinking flashback means back they and have to make him look different it's remiss of me not to mention when he says to the dog, no hard feelings, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that was just, like, I, I feel like Australasia has ruined Star Wars now. Yeah. <laughs> With slang. Do you reckon that was a Tim Morrison on the spot? Oh, yeah. Y- yeah it ha- like, it has to be a bit of... That's the that's a swoop bike from yeah, the just trailer. Coming in right there. We've seen it. Yeah, that was I, I like the uh, Australiana. But they've of gone it. down hard on the New Zealand accents in Star Wars now with like Omega and Boba Fett. Like 
they like you know Attack of the Clones being the famous one shot in Australia, but they're all doing accents and stuff. Even though it's like, oh, there's that guy from Neighbours, blah blah. There is no real prevalent Australian accent in Star Wars. I think there's a deleted scene on one of the DVDs where there's a, a bloke who's got a really thick Australian accent. That he didn't what did, make it. What did um, Cordia Carbon sound like? She had an American American or British accent. It wasn't an Australian one. I have to go back. I totally forgot that she got deleted. Cordia Carbon was in... It was Attack of the Clones and she got deleted? Yeah, she's in this weird sort of... They all go back to you know, Padme's family and have a dinner and... Yeah, it's weird. We've been watching Secret <laughs> Life of Us this week and... Um, uh, you really engrossed yourself back into Australiana. Yeah. Oh, dude. You, you don't know how many meat pies I've put away in the New past New episodes week. of Bluey as well. Like, and everything. Like, what a bonus. I love when they mention Australia in any Hollywood film. I love it when there's a world map and an Australia is there. And a, a, a friend saw the King's Speech in Perth in a cinema. And there's a one scene he's like, bloody Perth, Western Australia. And the whole cinema like, cheers. <laughs> is it like and Independence Day like, when you saw the, the Opera yeah, House yeah, in yeah. Independence oh, Day? Dude, I remember opening night, midnight screening. We drove up to uh, Frankston to, to see the midnight screening. And, uh, yeah, when the, the ship was next to the opera house, it was... Ah, it could be us dying. Local reference! So do you reckon he said, like, good day for the Australian stream and, like, konnichiwa for the Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the dude with the red shields? Have we spoke about them yet? They were cool. I'm not sure where, how they fit in. And that was the whole thing, like, because they... She kicked him off the edge of the thing to get the information, and then... Boba Fett went home and got into his little tank and then we never found out the information. So it was sort of like, oh, I thought that would be the... I kind of thought, oh, he's going to drop Hut or there's going to be some sort of like clang they'll do and that's the information that'll sort of send us off. But it didn't happen. Do you think he's... Those guys were working for the mayor or do you think that's a, a different like group of people? You know, there's Ah. Or they tied to with the, the taggers in the flashback. Yeah, they seem like different. Like the taggers seem more like a like a bikey gang, and they seemed far more organised. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Like the swoop gang seems more like, like born bring to all these unruly people into control. It's part of the gig, I suppose. Yeah. Well, there's a mystery. There's a mystery. The Gamorrean running. Did you love that? I didn't. S- when they just ignoring the raining, you just started hacking around. Oh yeah, I loved that. It was like the like the WrestleMania three run in or something. Yeah. Does, does anyone else got some thoughts? So I've got a question. What do you think the overarching of the series is? Now you said the first episode. What do you think the series is about? All right. So Darren asks, "What do you think the overarching series is about?" I'm thinking we're spending more time in the past than what we thought we were going to. That maybe it's going to be like 50-50 past, present, until it slowly collides somehow and the past will reveal his motivations for the present. That's pretty good. I would have to go... Because it, it, it is like... Like when I try to work out what's going to happen in the present... Like I've, like, who knows and how it's going to work in with, like, like I assume that the Mandalorian's going to come into it at, at some part, like, in the present time. 
and it's sort of going to, like, like I assume that the finale of it will give you some pieces for The Mandalorian Season 3, but I don't know what they are. I just, which, like, to its credit, I just have no... Um, no idea. Schuster, you're, you're an expert on these matters. I reckon it's going to be more like Jabba the Hutt every time anyone spoke about him. He's like, he's a gangster. So I reckon it's going to be a bit more Soprano-esque, looking at all the different areas of the underworld. And I reckon whoever those really polite people with the long heads, I reckon they're going to be... I reckon people love having, like... Who's the guy um, from Breaking Bad? He's like, serves them the meal. He's like, thank you for coming today. And you're like, he's the worst man, but he's polite. I reckon they're going to come into it. And then I reckon at the end, because he's amongst all the the uh, gangster world, he's going to get an orb or something that you will just froth at. And then they'll be like, that's the the crystal in the in the in the in the lightsaber. And then that'll connect, and you'll love it. It's called the Kyber Crystal, mate. Sorry, Kyber Crystal. Yeah, yeah. But I think there will be, because of the underworld, they'll get some cool something amongst them. Yeah. It'll be the the Baby Yoda-esque sort of reveal later on. Yeah, I I think you're right, and, 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 and you're right that if... And it's like a course for, like, a great series. If you're filling in all these gaps... Like with the flashbacks, and you're doing Return of the Jedi stuff, you're doing like um, uh, Clone Wars era stuff, and then at the same time, you've got like a Sopranos, like some machinations. That's what I want to see. I want to see machinations from all sides. I want to see like like turns. I want to see double turns, except for Fennec and Bob, Bubba. I want them to be like like that always. Love, love story. Not a no, love story. Not a love story. I, I I did like their dynamic about how, like, like Fennec Shan called him boss, but sort of was like in control. Like was sort of saying, "Oh, this is what's going on." Yep. Like it wasn't subservient. It was like the boss was almost like boss. Like it was like a pet name. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was sort of like. Mm. You are the boss, but I'm calling you boss to let you know that, like, I'm I'm also the boss. I feel like that she kind of he kind of needs it. It's like he doesn't really have much of a clue how the things run. Like he kind of just goes top dog, want to be top dog, top dog equals success. The actual other stuff. He's kind of got this idea in his head of what he thinks, he, what he wants it to be, and what he's got to achieve. But the actual realities of it. So I think that's I think that's what's going to play out. With there'll be all these sort of other things he hasn't considered as part of the job. And whether it's what you reckon they'll um, smooch by the end of the first season? No, I think he might go back to bounty hunting at the end. Oh, really? He might, he might give it up. This isn't actually for me. Like I think I kept thinking this is the goal that I needed to improve my worth to get to the top. But I think actually I'm just a simple man in the galaxy, reaching above my station here. He did come across as a simple man making his way <laughs> in the galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you like... It, it just seems he was like... He'd just seen The Godfather. And he was like, oh, let's go do that. Let's go get some cash. Yeah. And he's got to, like... you got to go staunch a few people first. Yeah, or... like, well, I don't want to have to... I want to be the top dog, but I don't want to have to torture anybody. I don't really want to have to 
make anybody scared of me. I've got this sort of idealistic idea of what I, I want to do. And I think it might, push might come to shove and he might fight. Actually, I'm just going to get in my ship and go do something else. Blast off. Excellent. Any, any other comments or thoughts, things we missed from the, uh, the first episode? I like seeing all the coins. Um, uh, the credits? Are they Republic? We need the pause. This is where we need the, those screen grabbers. Yeah, the pokies and stuff. Yeah, just, and then people scrambling for the, for the credits. Bloody Jawas. I've got to say, on the screen, Ming-Na Wen, this Fennec Shan, she's just, she's cool as shit. She is so, so cool. I saw her do a, a panel at LA Comic Con a couple of weeks ago, and she's just, like, she's a big Star Wars fan, and she's just got, like, just that cool swagger about her. So, and um, yeah, there's Jennifer Beale. Have you ever seen that movie Flashdance Shoestar? No. Okay, well, there's another reference you won't get for the night. That's good. <laughs> um, and the other Twi'lek, the yellow one, was she yellow? I think that the, like the the one that sort of gave the helmet. She's um, she's signed to um, Jackie's modelling agency. So I'm I'm. I'm hoping to befriend her very soon, yes. Um, uh, Quick, two things. Yeah, love it. I'll uh, do an audience question first. But um, Matt Berry, who I guess I'm a fan of, he's like in The Mighty Boosh and stuff, and he has that very like, hello. uh, Hello. Yes, that's both bad. Um, But but he came up in the credits. Does anyone know who he plays? I try to IMDb it. Hmm? He was the droid at the start. Ah, thanks. Room. Was he the one introducing all the guests? Yeah. Oh, so he was 88? Yeah. Oh, wow. I got 88 for Christmas in, like, 1983. <laughs> oh, they're bringing people blanks. Yeah, that droid's like a Star Wars reference. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You would have loved it. Um, was and that the droid torturing Artu, or...? The droid that tortures um, the gonk droid. The no, 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 no! Catherine's now oh, having he's flashbacks. He's leaders, isn't he? He's, yeah. Yeah, and then the other one, the one that says, um, you'll be a fine addition to... That's EV99. Yeah. And that was the... He's the more expensive one, if you, if you find that at your, uh, at your garage sale. Far more expensive. I must say. Yes, Schuster? Second thing is I love that Boba Fett was rich and he had all these droids just put, giving him towels and stuff. I love that. When he, he, he gone with all of his stuff. When he did click it on, like the droids were all clicking it on, like like a little Tony Stark style, yeah. I, I, I did... I enjoyed it, watching it more than... I. Would have thought. I, if someone said, "Oh, there's this scene where all these droids put on the suit," I'd be like, oh, "That sounds a bit, you know, toy." But um, watching it, I was like, "Hey, it's 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 pretty it's the sharp." Fancy life. That, again, it's that thing that he thinks he. It's what fancy people do? You get the droids to do stuff for him. He's a fancy man yeah, now. Like Downton Abbey with the ballots. Yeah. But he surfs. <laughs> the and and it was really cool to see the way his gauntlets. Like, they clicked... Like, it was... Because, you know, in the 80s, they're just bits of 
you know, plastic and metal spray painted and stuff. And then to see them like, like click and stuff, just, yeah, it's, it's really cool. What are your Star Wars references, you guys? Loved it. Bring on episode two. What's, uh, is, is there any other audience questions or comments? I really liked how you could see the Bacta tank in action working so he's not that pasty white. He can like get his tan back and he's like looking healthy and ready to fight. His eyebrows. He, yeah. he was a regular Ash Williams. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference. Um, alrighty, well, thanks you guys. Thank you, Catherine, on your birthday. Chapman, Schuster. Now, to close it out, I'm going to try to do something that will possibly ruin the show. So... Oz must be in bed by now, surely. Let's see if I can get this going. Corey, everyone. Give him a round of applause. Good to hear from Corey. You'd love Corey. I think that might be your uh, little brother. Hey, it, 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 it means the world that you, you came to hang out to watch some new Star Wars with me and um, it... Uh, I didn't think I was going to be here for, and, for a uh, little while. Nice to have you back. Oh, shooey, shooey. You know... Um, thanks so much. Thanks to the Exford. Um, thanks everyone that helped to organize Jamie McCarney and uh, Joe at the Exford, Jonesy on sound, uh, all the crew. And uh, thank you guys for the sweet vibe. And may that force be with you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.